I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road. Recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hey everybody, welcome to the Title IX Podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley here with my friend Elisa Woods. Elisa's enjoying some chimichangas. Elisa, are you drinking some Cody Road to wash those chimichangas oh, down? Oh, dang. That would have been a good idea. I mean, I, margaritas I or Cody Road, both. Right. Yes. I should. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not a margarita girl. I'll At have all? one. I'll have one if it's there. I like a spicy margarita. <laughs> I do. I love a good yeah. spicy margarita. But they give me heartburn. Yeah. They don't give but, me heartburn, but I can see how they would give someone heartburn. I'm a whiskey love. girl, though. I'm I mean, a Cody Road are. girl. Yeah, yep. I'm a Cody Road girl, too. Well, mm-hmm. thanks to Cody Road for fueling the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network and us from time to time. We also want to give a shout out to the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. I'm sure the Ivy staff is getting ramped up for the fall semester, which is shockingly right around the corner. But we appreciate everything that Ivy does for the uh, the podcast and Cyclone Fanatic as a whole. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about their online master's program the other day. I don't know why it just popped into my head, but that was an that was, awesome conversation. Yeah, that was a really good conversation. Uh, if you, I don't, do you remember when that was? Gosh, no. We like got to talk to the two dean or three of the, months ago. Yeah, dean of the Ivy College of Business. If you missed that podcast, you should circle back and find it yeah. because. You know, sometimes you have to do those conversations as part of a sponsorship and you're like, oh, and I'm not saying this for the sake of saying it. That was one of the best guest conversations we've had. He was was lovely. He was really nice. I think about that conversation. Yeah, I think about that conversation a lot. And I just appreciate that they're trying to do things um, to get working parents and obviously working moms who we appreciate into the classroom. So, yeah, anyway. That was an un, unexpected shout out to the Dean of yeah, Ivy. Sorry. No, that's good. We, 
That's how much we love Ivy. We do. Uh, Elisa, it's been a slow couple of weeks in the college <laughs> athletics front, huh? Nothing yeah, to talk about. Super slow. Nothing to talk be a about. Really quick pod. There's just, just totally going normal. On. This might be like a five minute podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh we my were, gosh. We were scheduled to record last week. And yes. Elisa and I were texting and we were like, you know what? Let's just let everybody else deal with the crap. Yeah. And we'll just swoop in at the end. Um, <laughs> That's just settled. Speaking of shout outs, how many, how many teams, how many schools are now fighting with Cyclone Larry? Like all of them. All of them. Utah for sure. The answer is yes. 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 Oh boy. So obviously we're referencing the gambling news that came out of the DCI. Um, and it seems like we have some more news that has yet to come out regarding who might may or may not be suspended for the season from NCAA violations and of course realignment as well. The truth is Elisa and I have talked privately about the gambling stuff and we just don't really think our podcast is the place to talk about it. I mean, essentially I don't want to speak for you, Elisa, but I think we both agree that it's sad. Yeah. Um, some of it is just some stupid boneheadedness of some people who we wish would have been smarter. Some of it was mm-hmm. the pervasiveness of sports gambling and culture and society. Mm-hmm. And I think the bottom line is just that it's really unfortunate. And, you know, we try to find silver linings to things. And I'm not sure I can find a silver lining angle on this one. And I just so many people have talked about it, um, you know, on this network alone it's been covered a ton if you're a premium subscribe subscriber you've been getting information constantly from chris and i I don't know i just just a real bummer yeah it is what it is i don't think there's anything really hidden out there and i don't think that there's anything like that we're going to talk about to i don't think we have any new fantastical takes on it you know no no new takes no new angles it just like you said it it just is yeah so yeah, there you go. That's it. That's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And nothing else has happened. <laughs> as far as realignment goes, uh, I can just say I'm glad we're not having to sweat it out this year. Mm-hmm. It's you know Iowa State's in a good spot, and woo, man, that's it. That's all I have to say about couple, that. A couple of years ago, we didn't think that would be the case. No, when Texas and Oklahoma announced they were leaving, I remember going on a walk and thinking, "Is this going to be the same?" for Iowa State in a couple of years and wow how things have changed since then. Yeah. Commissioner how Mark, the tables, we owe you one. How the turntables. That's right. I am looking forward to some new rivals. Mm-hmm. I have a coworker who is a Utah grad who I'm very much looking forward to trash talking. <laughs> I'm a little it's going to take I think that I'm I'm adverse to change. And so I think it's going to take a little bit of time yeah. if we don't play the usuals in the next five years you know what i mean i think that's gonna be like well well, wait a minute you know what i mean like yeah well where's that guy um and it's weird because we those um those what's the word rivalries god i was watching you eat and i got distracted because what you're eating looks so good (laughs) this is horrible it's not fair it's not fair I just wonder if everyone can hear like I can hear you crunching. Yeah, can for you? Sure. Yeah. I try and lean back. We should have a warning which on mic? this. Is it this says... mic or is it this mic? I'm pretty sure it's your good mic? mic. No, it's your good mic. Okay. I think. The point is everyone listening is going to be hungry. <laughs> yeah. 
Sorry. Uh, no, just the the rivalries that we're so used to because of the round robin and getting to play everyone two times a conference yeah. season. Those are going away, and that bums me out. And that's, I mean, that to your point, that's going to take away some of that edge, and it's yeah. going to take longer to build the hatred. <laughs> yeah, well, it's gonna it is going to take longer to like. I don't know, like the Kim Mulkeys of the world. Like, yeah. obviously, we don't see her anymore, but th- that. Oh, we still thing, see her, damn we it. Still see her. But, you know, it's going to take a while for us to say, like, oh, we see the same person over and over and over mm-hmm. again, and they either frustrate us or we like them. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to yeah. be a whole new world, but in terms a of. A whole new world. Keep going. Keep going. A dazzling place. A dazzling place. I never. I never. <laughs> it's crystal I don't, clear. It's crystal. Dang, yeah. you know all the words. I know all the words to that one. I'm that would be a good impressed. karaoke song for me. That would be I would a good karaoke. karaoke. You know what's going to bring the house down? A whole new world. <laughs> from I, re- I remember that we did karaoke one time with like the whole Cyclone Fanatic crew and Earl Had to Die was on. And I was just like <laughs> singing along to it. And Chris was like, good God, I'm terrified of her. <laughs> With good reason. <laughs> as you should be. As you should be. He's still terrified of Elisa. <laughs> as he should be. I'm a threatening okay. person. You totally are. Let's get to the stuff that really matters. I'm kidding. All of that really matters. But to the stuff that matters in the world of women's sports, which primarily we're here to talk about. The headline, of course, an early exit. For our beloved U.S. Women's National Team. Took eight minutes to get to it, huh? Mm. Yeah. I wanted it to take forever to get to it, if we're being honest. I know. I don't want to have to talk about it. I know. I, I feel was. Like it's been, I, I feel like I have been dying to text you and mm. hear your thoughts on it, but I knew I had to wait. Yeah. So lay, lay it, lay it down. Let me know. I was honest to God dejected yesterday i haven't felt that bad about a sporting event since george breaking his foot maybe oh and it was different because george breaking his foot you could just feel like that was our shot and obviously the u.s women's national team has had immense success and we know they're talented so it's not quite the same but i felt that for a few reasons one i desperately wanted okay so back up i woke the girls up for the 4 a.m kick on sunday morning they wanted to get up okay they did they wanted to get up and um they both woke up i thought i would have to fight them especially nora and they both woke up like instantly way faster than they ever wake up for school which is super (laughs) great um and they were excited about it. They understood why it was important, why it was important to me. And I just desperately wanted them to have this magical experience watching it. And, you know, when it went to PKs, I was like, here it is. They're going to have their Brandy Chastain moment. Oh. And I, I don't think that's fair of me to create that yeah. expectation, but I wanted it so bad. Yeah. And then selfishly, Megan Rapino going and missing that penalty kick. First of all, I'm going to be honest with you. It's no secret. If you listen to the podcast, how much I love her. I think she, I know this gets thrown around in jest a lot, but I think she is truly an American hero for the work she's done in social justice and for women's sports. And that's being said, she shouldn't have been playing. 
She shouldn't Ooh. have been. She shouldn't have been. She shouldn't have played a second in this World Cup. I think she should have made the team just because she is Megan Rapino. She's not. She's not who she was. And I think she was put in there for leadership purposes. But the truth is the rest of the world has caught up to our talent and leadership just isn't going to cut it anymore. And Megan Rapinoe is one of the best soccer players to ever play the game, but she's also old comparatively. She's lost her. She's lost that extra step that she used to have. She's lost the Christmas of the Christmas, the crispness of her (laughs) serves, you know, like she, she used to be though that historic um, corner kick. She can't do it anymore. She can't even do it in the national women's soccer league, let alone this world cup stage. And she just doesn't have it. And it breaks my heart to say that, but what breaks my heart even more is that she was put in this position And she was, you know, she was slow. She just, she missed a lot of cues. And then they put her in for this PK. And I had this moment of one side of my brain was like, okay, she doesn't need to be fast and crisp for this. This is a PK. She hasn't missed one of these since like 2018. Okay. She's fine. This is her moment. This is the storybook ending. And then the other part of me was like, She's going to miss this bleeping thing because, you know, it just like that horrible piece of your brain that just feels this impending doom. Yeah. And she missed it, of course. And it just destroyed me because it was this woman who I've held up on this pedestal, who we've all held up on this pedestal, who thought she was invincible, who thought she could do anything, thought she was, you know, made of steel, had ice in her veins, all of those things. And she deserved a storybook ending. She deserved to be the hero. And she misses. And I think, you know, in hindsight, after having a day to reflect on it, there's probably a lesson here. (laughs) And the lesson is she's human. And it's not good for us to put these individuals up on a pedestal, but we all do. And it just, I'm sad. I'm not mad that she missed. I'm sad for her that that's the way I will remember the end of her career. And I think that's how a lot of us will remember the end of her career and she deserves better. And that's the part that just kind of gutted me. And I think a lot of people have made this like, uh, we all know they've made it a political thing. Oh my God. I want to say some stuff about that. (laughs) Okay. I was going to say, we're either going to touch that or we're not. Oh, we're touching that. that. The last thing I'll say in terms of the game itself is that there was this, seismic gap between this old guard you know the megan rapinos the o'hara's the you know and and this new guard where you have the sophia smiths the trinity rodmans and it on paper just in theory it's like oh these these older players are going to teach these newer players and that's not how it played out and whether that's coaching which i think that has to do a lot with coaching who you know we love latko he was on the podcast i adore the man but he just didn't figure out how to mesh mesh them but also it's a new game it's different than it used to be talent alone isn't going to lead us to a world cup final anymore and that's co- that's credit to players like Megan Rapino who have elevated the mm-hmm. game to the to the state that it's in but it's also part of their demise you know yeah. so it's an old guard with a new game and it caught up to us yeah 
Yeah. And you heard that with so many teams, like the shakeups in the oh, group play, like in the group play was insane. Mm-hmm. Some of the teams going through some of the teams not going through. It was like, oh, my gosh, wait, what? I know. And it's been awesome to watch. I mean, it's been a blast to watch. And if I I told someone today, if I weren't a fan of the U.S. Women's National Team, I would have loved that match because it was like. I, I mean, I lost track of how many shots on goal the U.S. had, and the Swedish goalie just kept protecting and protecting and saving and saving. And, you know, so I, I'm disappointed. I'm heartbroken. And then the part that you alluded to, I'm pissed off at the people who have chosen to, I don't know, attack these women and almost cheer on their demise. And I just have a real problem with that. Just shut up. Just right. shut up. Like, are you patriots or are you not patriots? Yeah, and um, I say that with such disdain. I know you do. Um, I just tweeted tonight, so we're recording Monday night. I just retweeted a, an article. Um, now I can't. Who's who did it? Who wrote it? It's escaping me. I meant to write this down. One second. Um, Dan, Dan Doyle. Dan. Dan, is it Doyle? Hold on, hold on. It's right here. Because I saw Greg it. Doyle. Greg Doyle. Okay. Yeah. I thought Greg it was Doyle. Dan. Um. He put into words what I have not been able to capture because I'm still so bubbling with anger. But essentially, you know, these are these are the people who truly wanted the women's team to lose. But these are the same people who go out with, you know, American flag swim trunks. Right. And like it, you should move. Yeah, those are and I just stop. (laughs) And I also there are people who commented just to me on Twitter with these awful ways of talking about this team you know like they're washed up they're trash no they have spent decades of their lives fighting for equality in women's sports did they play their best tournament hell no no one will dispute that but give them a break in terms of their personality and their stances politically stop with your nasty disrespectful comments just shut up right shut up that's how i feel about that (laughs) Okay. I'm not telling you to shut up just for the record. No, yeah. No, you're not telling me. <sighs> so yeah, I'm bombed. I it's like when you lose in the NCAA tournament, it takes like a day and before you can pay attention yeah. again and then you slowly garner up some confidence to watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So well, I'll watch, but just just stings a little. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt. <laughs> yeah. When I think when the women's team lost in the NCAA tournament. Like you were like, oh, this tournament is amazing. It's great. And I was just like, it hurts too much. You were like, shut like, yeah. up, Steph. Right, right. Yeah. And I don't blame you for that. I get it. It's like a, it's like reopening an old wound every time you watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get to some World Cup numbers after the podcast, or sorry, after the break later in the podcast. Yeah. Um, after the podcast, Elisa yeah, and I will take that offline. Just you and me. Just, just us. <laughs> Um, what I did think there's this rich irony to all of this because we see one of the goats of her sport, Megan Rapino, saying goodbye to this world stage. And then the flip side is we're seeing continued dominance and the resurgence of dominance from some other goats of their sport. And the first of those is Simone Biles. Elisa, Simone Biles is back. The Biles is back. The Biles is back. That should re- be the headline. That should be the headline. Returned to competition at the Core Hydration Classic in Chicago Saturday night. She won the all-around, won the balance beam, won the floor, and had the highest score on vault. What? 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 
Um, so the, and it gets crazier. She wins her. the all around by five points. Yeah. This is a, a sport of tents, you guys. Yeah. yeah. She wins by five points. That's like if somebody won a golf tournament by like five strokes. Like that's or, a significant yeah, amount. Yeah. It's a huge amount. And then Suni Lee, Jordan Trials, and Jade Carey were all back. We didn't hear a damn thing about them because Simone no, Miles was back. I know. I know. <laughs> but but I, they're all amazing and we love they them. They are all amazing. And I'm I'm so glad to see some of these names that I've missed um for the last few years. But I was curious because I don't I mean, I follow gymnastics as it gets closer to the Olympics and the world championships and things like that. But I did not know what this particular turn, the significance of this tournament, like why did she choose this? And I figured out that it's a warm up for the rest of the season. And basically the last qualifier for the U S championships in at the end of August. Mm -hmm. So she, she needed two scores to qualify for those U S championships and to be eligible to then be named to the world championship team. She did not need to compete in the all around. Most people expected her not to. And then the rotation schedule gets released an hour before the meet and she's in every rotation. And everyone was like, oh, she's really back. <laughs> I just think like she just she, and the craziest part about it. And I, I, either way, I would have loved it. If she would have come back with some crazy video, some amazing announcement, I would have been like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the way she did it, she just added her name to the list, the entry list. Yeah. And I think that is equally impressive. Yeah. And I heard somebody asking her like, oh, like, are you looking at the Olympics? And she's like, I'm taking it one step at a time. And if it, mm -hmm. at any point it's not fun for me and I'm not doing it for myself anymore, like I give myself total permission to stop, yeah. which that's like, that's hundred percent what I'm teaching my child. Yes. You know, both yeah. my children. Yes. And you know, do you remember she was had the twisties, which we all learned what the twisties yes. were at the time of the yes. Olympics when she said, I'm done. So she twisted off the bars. She did a full twisting double um dismount off the beam and she did a double twisting double back, double twisting double back, I think is what it's called, mm -hmm. on the floor. So she clearly is over that. But I, what you said is exactly right. I mean, she has made her mental health a priority. She made that very clear, as clear as any athlete has ever done. And I just could not be more proud of her. And I'm yeah. rooting for her so hard. Me too. Yeah. And it's interesting too, like, these are names. These are all the same names that we heard at the Olympics. Um, Gabby Douglas talking about coming yes. back as well. Yeah. Like, are is there going to be room for new blood? Is there I, any new blood out I don't there? Know. I don't know. That's a great question. And I, that's one of the cool things about gymnastics is you get, because there's time, you know, during the meets for these announcers to explain it, you learn very quickly, like who the up and comers are. And then you get attached yeah. because they do such a good mm -hmm. job of the storytelling with it. So I'm, yeah. I'm pumped. Could not be Me more too. excited. We enjoy gymnastics in this family. It's fun to watch. It is. It's so yeah. fun to watch. I mean, and college is fun to watch because there's a spirit and um, excitement yeah. about it that the Olympics don't have or that professional, well, not professional, but you know what I mean? Like that mm -hmm. next international level. And the Olympics, of course, have incredible skills. So. And I'm also, um, Simone and, and Jordan have kind of this little like cheer that they do yes. and they're very close friends. I think Jordan, um, trains at Simone's gym. Okay. Yeah. And so very close friends. 
uh, it's fun. It's just fun to watch the two of them interact and cheer for each other and stuff. And part of it is because her physical stature is she's small. I mean, mm-hmm. she's incredible. She's ripped, but she's not a tall human. Yeah. But I forget that she's like a married adult. I mean, she's yeah. a married woman. And <laughs> right. here she is just out there doing these fun cheers. Right. And she just has so much. Her aura is just gorgeous. And I'm, yes. yeah, it's great. We're cheering for you, Simone. Because I'm sure you're listening. She is. Uh, Katie Ledecky, another goat. Yeah, tell wrote, me about. I didn't see Michael about what Phelps happened here. Record all time record for individual world titles. Guess how many she has now? Fifteen. Sixteen. Whoa, I was close. You were close. So she won the women's eight hundred meter freestyle uh, Saturday at the World Championships. It's a six peat for her in that event. No big deal. But she surpassed Michael Phelps with a record sixteenth individual gold. She's only 26. I was just going to ask how old she was. I was just looking it up. I feel like she's been on the world stage for a a Well, I guess she probably has. I'm going to say a decade, but she probably has. So she is still at the top of her game. Crazy. She's going to just destroy his records by the time her career is done. She was very young when she started at the Olympics. And it's interesting. It's always interesting that people who are very young, it's just the way your birthday lands. You know what I mean? Because it's every four years. Were you just born? Which is crazy. I think about this a lot. Like, what if you were an incredibly skilled gymnast or whatever, and you just didn't get your window because of when you were born? Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. That's a thing. (sighs) Well, Katie Ledecky is not one of them. <laughs> and my last goat, Diana Taurasi, first player in WNBA history to eclipse 10,000 points. Mm. Mm. Um, I think I have thoughts on that, but go ahead. No, no, that's all okay, I had. So tell like, me your thoughts. Oh, okay. So, um... there's been some comparison and this is the, this is the comparison that I saw. So, um, there's a player who got 20 points, 20 rebounds and 10 assists in a game. Um, and, and who was it? ESPN put up a stat that said that, you know, WNBA history, one person has ever done this NBA history, a hundred people had done it. And it was like, it's like, okay. But then it, it was like, here's the other thing is that the. That's the, like comparing apples to oranges. Yeah. So the men's game, excuse me, geez Louise, has eight more minutes of playing time per game. Eight, eight more minutes of playing time per game. That that should be the only thing that I need to say. But also there's six times as many games per I wish you could times. see my face there's right not, now, listeners. There's not, it's, six, there's not six more games. It's as if. You're playing the WNBA season six times because the NBA season is ridiculous. They play so many games six times as many. And also, oh, the NBA has a 50 year head start. Right. Like, what so the it was hell? Like, cute ESPN, but unneeded. That's so really she irritating. she made this incredible like Diana Taurasi hit this incredible number with. And if you're trying to compare it to the NBA, she's done it with like fewer, there have been fewer games, fewer minutes, all right. of the things. Yeah, I'm irritated by that. Anyway. Thanks a lot for bringing me down. <laughs> Yay, Diana Taurasi. She's no, one of really. my favorites. Is this her last season? Has she announced? Frankly, I get her confused because every time I think of Diana, I think Sue, 
I don't get Sue Bird and Diana confused. I get their retirements confused. Mm -hmm. And then, no, I so I don't know the answer to that. I can't remember. Sue Bird is definitely retired. She's living her best life, by the way. If you don't follow her yeah. on Instagram, you really should. Oh, I don't. You oh, should. I just typed Diana Taurasi into Google and like it, a confetti of hey, basketball hoops and all fun. this kind of stuff. Yeah, it just popped up. That's kind of cool. Hey, speaking of Google searches, yeah. they announced an initiative to fix what we complain of constantly where you type in the yes, question and that. it defaults to men's sports I they are that. working to fix that and i you know what it's not going to be perfect and it's not gonna be perfect for a long time but the fact that it's on their radar made me really happy yeah and i f maybe i'm remembering this wrong but i think that it was like a little girl that brought that up it was and then um i think it was the u.s women's national team who piggybacked on it and basically did a campaign to yeah. change the norm so yeah it's almost like women's sports <laughs> and the social movement behind it yeah have an effect on our culture <laughs> whoa that's crazy it's crazy all right let's take a quick break and then i want to dig in a little bit to the numbers that the the women's world cup is producing so far Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. We are back and we want to thank our friend. What are you doing? Are I, you we forgot. We forgot a shout out. No, I'm doing it right now. Okay. You do it. No, we, I mean, not, I'm not from the previous Coco Goff. Oh, I thought you were telling me I forgot my Hope Wood breed. No. And I was just telling you to back the heck off because I was about to do it. Listen, B, Coco Goth won the D.C. City Open. Love her. Oh, we were going to do that during the GOAT discussion. I, I see what you're yeah, saying now. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I'm tracking. I apologize. Yeah. I'm okay, just a so fan. that Coco is how old? 19. She was also one of those athletes who broke onto the scene super early yeah, in life. Yeah. And I assume this is a big win in her career. Lisa, you're the tennis expert here. It's a win. Any, yeah. any open win is a big win. Yeah. Did you watch? I watched the highlights. I <laughs> as I so often do. Do you remember? This wasn't that long ago. So, gosh, I hope you remember when the U.S. <laughs> tennis team went to the final four this spring. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So I thought I had tennis figured out. Wait, the U.S. team? Did I say U.S.? I'm the ISU state. team. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. 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 I knew Nora what you were kept, talking about. Nora kept doing that during the game against Sweden. She kept referring Calling to USA as ISU. It was so cute. I didn't <laughs> correct her because I, I want her that. to think that that's the Iowa State Cyclones. <laughs> um, I thought I had tennis figured out. Like I, I was like, okay, I finally have the scoring. For some reason, I have this weird mental block with it, and I can't grab it. And now my kids play tennis on Switch a lot. Oh yeah. Don't know what the hell is going oh, on. That's so I've funny. lost it all. Yeah. Okay, then don't try pickleball because I hear that's even more confusing. I'm, oh well, then I must not be keeping score correctly. Okay. I just play however I want. Yeah, me too. Okay, tell me about Hope Wood, though. Hope Wood. She does the will in a day. Hopewoodjd.com. You've heard us talk about Hope for a long time, but um, that I know that some of you still haven't gotten your will done, and you really should. Check her out at hopewoodjd.com. Use the code FANATIC for a $50 off coupon. She's doing the wills in a day, literally in a day. It's done. You've got your finances, your life in order. Do it. Hopewoodjd.com. Okay, now to the World Cup numbers. You get your life together. <laughs> get you, pull your life together. <laughs> the kids are about to go back to school. Mm. The weather starts to get starts to get cooler. It's time to pull mm. your life together. Get your will. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so the U.S. Women's National Team is out. But the numbers are very positive. Ticket sales are set to surpass 2015 and 2019 Women's World mm -hmm. Cup. Stage viewership numbers have been up steadily since 2019 as well. That Friday night group match game, the women's played women's team played Vietnam, drew a peak of more than six and a half million viewers. It's the second most watched group stage game ever. And then the crazy part, Elisa, that 2 a.m. Yes. Uh, game against Portugal had a peak of more than 2 million people tuning in, which is just crazy to me. And I saw, um, I can't remember who sent it to me now. Um, someone sent me a quote that said, if you ever question the power of women's sports, just look to see how many people got up in the middle of the night to watch the U.S. women's national team. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but I read a really neat article in Forbes magazine um, about the tournament sponsors getting insane value for their money this this go around so kathleen F Car sorry caroline fitzgerald has a marketing agency called goals um they focus specifically on women's sports and they did a study that revealed that for every one dollar invested in marketing in the women's world cup these sponsors are getting more than seven dollars in customer value in return and the bottom line is that means women's sports are better business than men's. You get more brand exposure, you get more brand consideration and more conversion per dollar. Mm -hmm. Another interesting piece of it is that they surveyed, surveyed um, consumers. And out of those consumers that did the survey, 55% said that those brands that invest in the Women's World Cup um, are more appealing and interesting them as a result of their sponsorship. Say that again. So 55% of people who were surveyed, consumers who were surveyed, said mm -hmm. that if, if a brand invests in the Women's World Cup and becomes a sponsor, that that makes the brand more interesting or appealing to the consumer. Okay. Um, so that was her research. And obviously, that's good news for um, the World Cup, World Cup from a business perspective. And 
this is interesting um, because after 2019, FIFA sold the media rights of the Women's World Cup separately from the men's. That was different mm. than 2019. So for this go around, the Women's World Cup had 30 sponsorship partners, which is 150% increase since 2019, which again is apples to oranges comparison slightly because yeah. they were bundled. Um, but the CEO of the tournament, Dave Beach, said that the unbundling of the women's commercial rights has been a huge benefit to tournament partners. And this is a in very interesting parallel to the NCAA with the women's NCAA tournament and the men's basketball NCAA tournament. I was and, literally just going to say, yes. listen up, NCAA. And I really hope that they take this. Uh, I mean, I think there's enough evidence just from what we've seen in the United States with college athletics alone, but I hope they look at this world cup as a case study to see why there's insane value to it, why they are likely to get more bang from their buck if they unbundle and why I think it will be more beneficial to the sport of women's basketball, because it allows these sponsors to really focus on that particular thing rather than having to focus on both, which is what um, the FIFA, sorry, the CEO of the women's world cup has said that it allows this um, these dollars to go straight for women's sports, which of course means more exposure. Definitely. So I'm just, I just am tempted to take that Forbes article and (laughs) make like 150 copies and send them all to NCAA headquarters, right? (laughs) And go down, like go on the NCAA website and figure out their leadership and just address one. to. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Suspicious packages at NCAA headquarters today. (laughs) Traced back to (laughs) Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, but it's good news. Um, I'm curious what the final numbers will be after the tournament. Um, I'm sure we'll get lots of reports on those, but it's been yeah. th- the same trajectory as essentially everything else we've seen in the last several years where it's up, up, up. And this is no exception. It does feel like I've seen a lot of ads and I've especially yes. been paying attention since they lost. I'm yes. like, Oh, another ad, another ad, another ad. It's like, there's been some badass Nike commercials. Um, Not all of them are airing here because some of them are for different international teams, but Mm -hmm. Nike's done a really good job with their sponsorship of the U S women's national team. And the last thing I'll say about the women's world cup. Um, I, I got a message from someone. I don't, I assume a listener of the pod. He better be a listener of the pod. <laughs> damn it. Um, that said, I got up because I, of how much you have promoted this team. And I wanted to wake up at 4am and watch them because I knew how excited you were, which wow. meant other women in my life were excited about it. And it was this moment of like, Oh, that's, that's really cool. And yeah. also that, you know, the more we continue to do things to promote and expose women's sports are on our own. Obviously, we want these big marketing and um, commercial sponsorship deals, but we can also do it ourselves, you know, on a very small level, because I imagine, you know, that person showed his kids and then the dominoes continue to fall. So I just yeah. thought that was really cool. That is cool. Um, The Dallas Wings. And the Dallas Mavs have reached a historic partnership. I don't know if you saw this. Our girl, Holly Rowe, reported it. So, excuse me. We just both cleared our our (laughs) outs at the same time. Another esophagus conversation? No. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, do, I do have a funny story about that. Anyway, the Wings are the first WNBA team to sign a marquee agreement with an NBA franchise that operates under a different ownership group, which mm. is interesting that the Mavs and Wings are different ownership groups. But yeah. the Mavs established, they call it GEM, which is Girls Empowered by Mavs, um, which is a program to engage and empower young females. Um, so female youth through their use of physical activity. Um, and the idea is it builds confidence. It um builds a healthy lifestyle, things like that. So the wings are putting that logo on their Jersey. And then there's a partnership to kind of cross promote one another, um, for the, uh, duration of this agreement. So I thought that was pretty cool, yeah, but that is cool. the wings reminds me of our girl, Ashley Jones <laughs> and wings. talk that through. Cause so, so you guys <laughs> remember Ashley Jones, remember Ashley Jones, remember her? our, our athletes don't just, graduate and then we forget about them at all sorry hey that's not what i was saying that's no, not what i was saying that's what i said okay okay that's what steph said don't come after me uh okay so okay Ash- so okay so ashley got dro- got dropped from dallas because dallas basically had like they had replacement contracts, so they had an injury. So they had people come in on replacement contracts, and they ended up wanting them instead of Ashley. And so yep. they signed them, dropped Ashley. Ashley came back to Ames, was, like, just getting ready to start, like, training with the team here and, like, just staying healthy and and staying trained and everything, hoping that somebody else would pick her up. And then she gets a call from the Aces, who also – had these hardship waivers, had these, they're not called arch hardship. They're called like emergency injury waivers, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, since the teams, the WNBA teams are so small when they have too many injuries, then they can basically go above and beyond their salary cap and hire, hire, put people on contract. And so she was on replacement contract for seven days. Um, and the seven day contract is actually better money than if they would have signed her to a longer, longer term. So they signed her to, I believe two seven day contracts. And then at the end of that, ended up letting her go. Uh, that was maybe last week, Mm -hmm. maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. Within Um, the last couple of weeks for sure. Yeah. But then Dallas picked her up again (laughs) yesterday or the day before. Yeah, I think so. Which I think is incredible because if you've had somebody on your team and they, you know, if you love something, let them go. And then if they come back, it was meant to be. So I think that she, I I know, you know what I mean? I think that they had an opening and they were like, we could take anyone, but we want this player that we had back. So it sticks. I hope it does. Yeah. I think that it's so hard to stay in the league, but it's so encouraging that she kind of has these two teams duking it out for her a little bit, um, signing her to short-term, long-term contracts, whatever. So she's back on Dallas. We can like Dallas again for the time being. (laughs) If they waver again, it's over. It's over. over. (laughs) <laughs> I was curious about the money piece of it. I assumed it was better money. Um, yeah. Cause it's a, you know, hurry up and get here type of thing, but it's yeah. interesting. And yeah, 
WNBA. It's a different most animal. Of, most of that information given to us by Jamie Steyer Johnson. Thank you for that information, Jamie. Jamie. I don't have and any if more they got it wrong. That was blame if Jamie. I it wrong. It honestly don't blame Jamie. It's probably okay. me. Don't Jamie. <laughs> Don't, my reading comprehension just, is very low that's absolutely true I'm that kidding. is true that is kidding. true facts um i don't have any more sports questions do you have any more sports things oh, sorry I wait had... time out <laughs> hold on i don't have any sports information i have personal you have questions sports for questions you. i don't have any sports questions do you have okay. any more sports information that you would love to share with our listeners let me see oh just a bunch of uh bunch of uh that's kind of a downer i don't think i'm gonna go to that soccer 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 oh that's a cute outfit i'm looking at everything <laughs> that i've saved to instagram it's like cake, cake. soccer 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 outfit, outfit. Soccer, soccer 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 <laughs> yeah I think all that's been happening is soccer, 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 soccer. Okay, well, in that case, <laughs> it's time for the Iowa State Fair update with my co-host Alisa Woods. Okay. Did you guys hear the crowd? The crowd just went wild. Okay, okay. so background. Background. Alisa loves the fair. I love the fair. Alisa is now a professional baker. I'm so a professional baker. You can only enter certain contests. Yep. Fill so I've been in. entering I've been entering the fair for like 10 years. And I entered because my grandma before me had entered in like the 80s and 90s. I came back, I moved back to Des Moines. I thought it sounded cool. Did five entries, won three blue ribbons, was totally hooked. No so um entered until 2021. Um, was my last year as an amateur entering. Uh, I did 40 entries that year. That year, that was the most. I also did entries when I was, uh, we got married in September. So August did entries a month before our wedding. Um, we had our daughter in September, not the same September, but uh, September. <laughs> <laughs> um did entries very very pregnant with my daughter uh so i I've, I've just done it every year except for 2020 since i started and so um then the last two years i've been entering as a professional kind of a bummer actually one of the reasons why i hesitated to open my own bakery when i had a full-time job was the iowa state fair which is wild that. i yeah. know that's wild that I would like not make a career decision just because of the Iowa state fair. So, um, and these aren't just contests. Like I won $750 the year before our, um, wedding and like totally funded our honeymoon. Yeah. Like that was all of our spending yeah. cash for our honeymoon. <laughs> so that didn't, I mean, that didn't, we went to Miami. It didn't fully, <laughs> It didn't cover, you know, everything, but good chunk of change sure. that, you, that you can win at the state fair. Uh, so the last two years I've been doing the professional contests, which are mostly like decorated cakes. Last year there was a gingerbread contest. There is this year too, gingerbread house. Um, and then this year there's also randomly like a blue cheese contest. Oh. So yeah, not a blue cheese fan, but I am a fan of like Maytag as a company um i just like to support local and they're local so 
Cool. Are you doing, did you do that? So I'm going to, yeah, but it's next oh, weekend. Wait, okay, really quick before you keep going. What do you mean a blue cheese contest? You just have to use blue cheese in mm. a dish and make it like the prominent flavor in a dish. And it's pretty wide open. Okay, so give me an example. Um, Like maybe I would make a tart with blue cheese and i don't know what pairs with blue i don't want to give away what no, I'm, I'm not doing. i know that I, but oh <sighs> yeah I... like blue cheese somebody made blue cheese ice cream one time you know what Mm-mm. but it doesn't have to be sweet it can be savory as well okay so all right like maybe like a, a little better a blue cheese stuffed chicken breast or something it's interesting that you say this because last week i sent a good friend of mine a text that said i finally came to terms with the fact that i don't like blue cheese because <laughs> i've been trying yeah. my whole life and i just don't i don't think i like it so yeah you know what i really don't like is when they tell you when they try and hide it by saying it's gorgonzola mm, i feel like no. it's the same it's the same thing right I feel like it's the same thing. That blue, that's mold. I just no. <laughs> okay, but tell me about your pretty things. So today I, I entered. Blue cheese. I entered six decorated cakes and cookies, and uh, the thing about these cakes and cookies are that they're not going to taste them. They're just looking at them, mm-hmm. so they're actually they're made out pretty. of styrofoam. Oh, sad. yeah. So they're all made out of styrofoam, which really bums some people out, but I'm, that's a lot of cake. Yeah. I did multiple tiered cakes. Yes. So I had six entries, and I just would like to preface this with um, I've spent months working on these. She really has. I've spent probably 100 hours in total, maybe more, working on these six entries they've become like a part of my identity. Um, people ask me almost every day what I'm doing for the fair for at least a month leading up to the fair. Mm -hmm. So it's feels high stakes. It feels stressful. Um, there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of late nights, a lot of scraping what you've done and trying it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of butter and sugar and a lot of money put into um, these things probably have spent a couple hundred dollars um, entering these contests. So it's high stakes. And I do feel as if I am a little bit like the U.S. women's national team. Oh, really? I saw your I was proud of you where I. I did well. I did better than many of the other entrants, um, but I didn't win first place in oh. everything that I entered. And I know that that should not disappoint me, but it does disappoint yeah, me. It. And there's a lot of comparison uh, looking at the people that I lost to Um looking at their businesses. Yeah, um, yeah. It's I very, to- it's like very toxic for me. Yeah. Like, And then looking at like the job that they have done, looking at how trendy what they're doing is looking at um, how, f- how quickly I could do what they did. Yes. Right. Um, and I see this. I understand yeah. that. So I ended up with, a, <laughs> I'm just going to sound like a total, um, 
complainer right now when I tell you. So I won one blue ribbon, one second place, and two third place. So one first place, one second place, two third place, and then two that didn't place. Um, the two that didn't place, one was a Barbie cake, and I had ideas for the cake that just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so I finished up that cake literally the day before, like Sunday, yesterday. Yeah. Um And so it just, it wasn't coming into what I had in my mind. Uh, And so I just did a cake that I was proud of and a cake that I would send out the door. Because if somebody comes and looks at these cakes, so they put them on display at the Elwell building. If somebody comes and looks at these cakes and says, hey, I want this cake. Yes. You know, my business card is right next to it. So I want you to make me this cake. I don't want to groan and say, I don't want to do that cake. You know what I mean? Yes. You want to do it because it's something that makes you happy. Yeah. And I don't want (laughs) to give people the idea that I'm going to do all this fondant work that I'm not going to do. Yep. Um, and so I just did a cake that is very my style. It was Barbie cake. It had leopard print. Um, it had what's called Lambeth, which is like kind of the Victorian, like, early 90s uh buttercream piping on it and stuff uh but it was pink and white and black and i thought it looked really cool and i really really enjoyed it and that it didn't place um and then i had some cookies that i'm having the hardest time that they didn't place um i thought that they were really innovative and interesting i thought that they were pieces of art Um, They were like lips with a sucker in the middle. Um, The sucker is kind of like raised up. And then um, the idea was it's like all flat and then the sucker is 3D. Mm -hmm. Um, They didn't like that. They thought that I should have done it in a different way, which is all Arnold always complains about that when we watch Chopped. Like, don't say I should have made a completely different dish. This is the dish that I made. Judge it on the dish that I made. Right. So... Anyways, they didn't see my vision. Um, and then I just like the, they, it took many, many hours of work to do. And there were a couple entries that I could have done in mm. probably like 15 minutes. Yeah. And just like, not, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to hate on the people because I know that they work just as hard as I do. Um, but I just want people to understand that like I was not stuck in the eighties when it comes to like, yes, pastry and cake decorating and stuff like that. There are people who are like trying to be right. Yeah. So that one bummed me out. Um, my first place very much surprised me. I almost didn't bring it. Um, it was a skull, like a, a pink chocolate. Siri's yelling yelling at you. Oh, wow. She just, she wrote down everything that I've said for, I don't even know how long. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that so creepy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, where was I? The skull, the pink skull. The skull. Yeah. So it was a, a, a pink chocolate skull and it had like rock rock sugar on it rock candy on it and gold and all this kind of stuff and the thing is like the judge loved my i did a like a black skull cake last year and she loved that that. 
and I love skulls. I think that they're like so cool and we're like a very Halloween house. Um, and so I had this skull mold and so I was like, let me do a skull. And the lady, the judge, that's, that's her style as well. Yeah. So she's a little spooky too. So, um, she loved that and that got first place and that very much surprised me. Um, and then the cake on its side that I did, it was the, my single tier cake. It was like a Grecian landscape. And I I'm proud of that for getting second place. It was, there was stiff competition there. And I thought that there was a chance that I wouldn't place there. So I am very, um, grateful that I won that one. And then the third, the wedding cake that I did, um, oh, my nose is running, took a lot of, a ton of work. And it was m- like multiple different styles, uh, multiple different techniques, a wafer paper flower. And the thing that kills me, so we were talking, one of the judges took an extra long time. So the other judge came over and talked to a bunch of us. We were just asking questions and stuff. And so she was talking about like, you know, if you do flowers on a cake, make sure that like you can, you make the flowers instead of buy the flowers, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll get more points if you make them. And if you do like cover them with this certain tape, like cover the wires with certain tape, there's just a a technique of doing it where we don't want to see the wires and so when we went back to the cakes and they were talking about them after they had told us who won and my wedding cake had gotten third place, she said, and you can see like that Elisa did the wafer paper flowers and then she covered the wires um, with the, you know, the green tape, the way that it's supposed to be done. She did it right. And the other judge goes, oh, she made those? I thought those were store bought. And that's. Like that's 10% of that's 10% of your score is whether or not you used all edible items. And so I'm like, okay, how much did she deduct? Because she thought that I had bought those flowers. So that I think is adding to the, like what could have been of it all, you know? Um, it was like there was a a missed call on the field yeah. or something. And no review. You know? Yeah, and no review. It was too late. So that one bummed me out. And then my other third place was the shoe. Oh, the Converse shoe that I made. And that I'm I don't know if I've ever been more proud of like a state fair entry. I think it looked like a real shoe. It did. Um, so Elisa gave me a preview of it and I showed it to my girls. And Nora looked at it for a long time and she was like, Is that a cake shoe? Yeah, it took her a long time to realize it wasn't real. So I sent a picture of it to my dad and I said for the fair and I I got this done like two weeks ago, I think. So I sent him a picture of it. And I said for the fair, he said, awesome. And then I was talking to him the next day on the phone. I was like, what do you think of that cake that I made that looks like a shoe? And he was like, what? That pink shoe? shoe is a cake and i was like yeah he's like i thought you sent me a picture of some shoes that you were gonna wear (laughs) to wear to the fair (laughs) so that made me laugh and my daughter's obsessed with will it cake and so she was very excited about that one and so it was hard to tell her that that got third place um but it did and i did so alisa i looked at all of the cakes on instagram before we started the podcast and Mm. i am just perpetually in awe of you and never more proud of you than now i know how much time you put to those and you should be super proud of the work you did 
Thank you. Forget what the judges say. I know. And I think that it's a, it's a mix of like disappointment for a couple of my favorite things. And then just like, uh, the release of being done with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now I have another 365 days to plan for the next one. So, which we know you will. Yeah. And do like do edible flowers next time, okay? Oh yeah, I'll try. And the thing is, is that every other contest they have you write down like the ingredients you use and stuff like that. But with this, it's like most people just use fondant or yeah. buttercream. Right. And, like some places buy their buttercream, so it's like right. there's no point. But I still write everything down, and they don't read it. And so, if they would have read it, they would have seen that I made the I made the flowers with wafer paper. If you don't follow Elisa yet on Instagram, go to her professional baking page. It's Sipped and Sprinkle, and you can see on her Insta stories, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that all of her entries. Yeah, it'll be on the stories. I'm like slowly getting them up on my feed as well. But and then I always save to my highlights. So you can look at like oh, last yeah. year's entries yeah. and stuff in my highlights. Yeah. Well, we're proud of you. Thanks. Yeah. I uh I'm not going to order the blue te- cheese dish from you, though. Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is that all that's left? The blue cheese? And then. No, and the okay. gingerbread house. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Last year you did an Encanto house, right? Yes. Yeah. Can you say I, what you're doing? Or is it I, still a secret? I feel like Encanto was like a huge trend last year. Um, I am doing a huge trend this year. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. And, da, and, da, it's, da. and it's not Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I get it. So come on, let's go party. It's pink. It might be pink. It might be pink. Okay, well, check it out, everybody. She does amazing stuff. It's super fun to see all of her state fair entries, but it's also just fun to see what she's creating on a regular basis. So everyone go to her page. I promise I won't complain a bunch on my page. (laughs) You're allowed to complain. I know. I'll keep it on the pod. <laughs> All right. You have anything else? I don't think so. It's been a good one. We're at 58 minutes. Should we just fill the net last two? No, because I'm about to go on a coffee oh. tangent. And I don't want to do that. Oh, you look like you were going to burp. Mm, no, I'm holding it a coffee. Okay, say it. Go Cyclones. Go State.